wanna see my man friend Because he's driving me insane I don't wanna see my friends I'm going totally around the bend Going around today I tried to walk down the street But my feet kept slipping on the pavement I found myself at 90 degrees to the rest of the world Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Far Out Podcast. My name is Todd Andrew Perry. To the right of me is the great Buck Perez. Hey, Todd. How are we doing? And to the left of me. Oh. Hasn't run yet. Came back from show number two, the great Quinn. I'm here. There he is. Stitcher. Yes. Stitcher. If you guys uh, have uh, any uh, fancy smartphone, uh, you can hear our show on Stitcher. So for the people, we haven't plugged this in a while, but our show's there. You just download Stitcher on your app. and uh, you know, We don't get anything out of it, but it just gives you the oh. ability to listen to our show uh, without downloading it. You can stream it. And so in, in, anytime you just have it on your phone, and I, I listen to it all the time, the audio is pretty good. Yeah. I and, love Stitcher. Yeah. It's the only way I listen to our show. Oh. And I listen to it at sometimes half speed because it makes us sound completely drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes at the option that is twice the speed, which makes us sound very coked up. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Yes. Like, if I want to listen to us drunk, I put it on half speed. It's it's really incredible. Yeah. So Stitcher Stitcher is really rad. Uh, you can you can enjoy the show that way. So anytime you're stuck in traffic, you're like, oh, God, i got to listen to something. I'm so tired of listening to Mark Marin. Uh, I'll throw on far out And without having to go through iTunes or Zoom or whatever You just sit and uh, hit it up on Stitcher I'm a, I'm a big fan of Stitcher uh, Stitcher's been very cool to us So uh, I'd like to just get that out there Because we haven't mentioned it in a minute uh, Next thing I'm excited to say is I, I've talked about this briefly on the show in the past And I just want to give people a uh, little heads up I'm at page 110 on uh, my novel so oh, yeah, you there's some do. listeners that are like, oh, I want to read the novel when you're done with it. You know, and before you try to send it off to publishers, maybe I'll send a PDF out to somebody so they can read it. They might be interested in it. And I'm sorry to catch up, catch Quinn up. Yeah, on I, this. I'm. This is this is your kind of Forty Shades of Grey. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> this is what? What? Well, first of all, it's Fifty Shades of Grey is the book. Uh, maybe four. I, I can never remember uh, the number. I'm either. always a little bit yeah. off, aren't I? Yeah. I'm always just a little bit fucking it up. One shade of gray. <laughs> See, forty ounces of gray. <laughs> Lighter shade of pale. The uh, anyway. yeah. So I've, I've I've been working hard on my book, and uh, you know I'm about you know I got I got to beef it up and get it out to like 160 pages. But I'm like two thirds done on it, mm. and I'm I'm really happy about it. And I've it's it's been a nice thing where you sit down to write a novel, and then actually you get to this point like whoa fuck you know I've actually. Been dedicated to it for like a year, so um, yeah. So th- there we go on that. Just for a little update. And how are the hardcore sex scenes going? Oh, they're going good. Actually, you know, there I, I, I mentioned this on the show that there are some uh, some love scenes in the book. No, which is really weird writing a love scene because you. I you know I had to basically you know it's a first person narrative. So the main character, I feel like, is a, a part of me in some way, and he's getting it on with uh, some, you know, huge BBWs. No, no, no. He's he's getting it on with, wow. uh, you know, some of the the gals in the one of the gals in the book, and I had to write like a sex. And it was kind of weird. And I thought when I finish this, eventually, like my wife's gonna want to read it. Sure. And she's weird. It's like almost like I'm cheating. This is like a Tyler Perry like, you know, play. Of is your it? life, yes, it is a Tyler. Unfortunately, I do dress up like for, Medea from time to time. No, it's like not my like cousin that. Tyler. But it's very dramatic. I, <laughs> I unfortunately don't have cable, so I have channels what four through thirteen point three, mm. and one of them is Bounce. 
So I do occasionally watch the Bounce Network. Oh. And uh, the, it, I, I didn't catch the name of the movie, but it did have Terrence Howard. Oh. It did have a few other uh, actors in it. And one of the things was the guy was an author, and he wrote a book, Scandals. And it was about him messing with this one girl who, during the movie, was the one who was getting married. Oh. And he was like the best man in the mm. wedding and all stuff. Very dramatic. Yeah. Very yeah. dramatic. Well, watch it for about an hour. It was pretty good. This is but, more like this some guy screwing with a blonde out in Claremont. But, you know. <laughs> but you're like that guy. That's what I'm saying. I'm you're, like Tyler Perry. I'm like Terrence Howard. Much cooler. Yeah. Terrence Howard yeah, yeah, yeah. was. We, we once talked about the show about they used to have like um, African American kind of versions of other stories. And. Right, um, right. And it was like the Wiz, and like you know, the Wiz was like you had Michael Jackson as a scarecrow instead of Ray Bolger, right? And the Wizard of Oz. And my idea for uh, Han Solo that he would be Terrence Howard, and I still don't think I think I think well, there was a fight. I think somebody wanted Don Cheadle or something. But yeah. I stand by Terrence Howard as uh, in, in Soul Wars. That's what I'm saying. This is kind of your white version of that. My book, yeah, is the white version of the black version of Star Wars. Uh, yeah. In that way. <laughs> it's nothing to do with any of that. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hopefully, maybe you read my book when I finish it. I think you'll like it. It's, it's, it's got some comedy in it. But, but you know, I'm not, a, I'm not an avid book reader. So, <sighs> no, 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 I'll read not, it, Todd. It's not going to happen. So I guess we know what's not going to be on your <laughs> list of shit people should be getting into. Mm. All right, next here. We got, let's pay some bills. We've got to pay some bills on the podcast. So mm. new sponsor, Dollar Pad Club. What? What's the hottest new club around? Buck, you going to any hot clubs in L.A.? Uh, you know, Club Vertigo, going to Vertigo tomorrow. Vertigo closed like five years ago. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like the, the club going, where all the Mexican guys what? listen to Morrissey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? Well, uh, you know, I know what the hottest one is these days because everybody wants to be a part of the Dollar Pad Club. Uh, for, for, for one dollar a month, they send you a fresh box of feminine hygiene <laughs> <Yeah>. products. <laughs> okay. Let's face it. You never remember when your period is, but Dollar Pad Club always remembers. Mm. Dollar, I, go, I go by the tides. Dollar Pad Club uses a team of ancient Chinese lunar scientists to track mm-hmm. your cycle so our pads never are late, never arrive too late for your important date. Thank God. Want to join the club? Just go to dollarpadclub.com, click on the radio microphone, and get the special discount. Mm. It's the far out discount. You get an entire year for $3 off. Oh my God. Plus a free set of home pregnancy tests. Absolutely free. Nice. Let's go to the website. Enter promo code far out. Okay. Comma, comma. Huh? Period, period, period. Got it. Right. How many? Per- am I missing a period? period? I got How many periods? Three. Okay. Three. Okay. Uh, anyway, and then uh, Charles Gatunga Minor. Minor. And uh, Buck's middle name, which we will reveal at the end of the show. Dollar Pad Club. Good for you, ladies out there. Good for guys who want to uh, stock up on their feminine hygiene products for when the ladies come around. It's a great idea. You, you ever have to buy a. Uh, Feminine hygiene product for a woman in the store? If you are in a long-term relationship, at some point you do make that. It's like making a run, you know? Mm-hmm. Back in the day when you were a kid, you're making a run for beer and shit like that. It's like making a run, but you're an adult. And I, it's like, oh, shit. I was once at a 7-Eleven in Redondo when I used to live in Redondo Beach. And um, I had to buy some feminine hygiene products. And also with them, I bought beer. Right. And strange shocker. <laughs> One should go along with the other. So I was standing at the 7-Eleven in line and the uh, 7-Eleven guy goes, uh, you know, I put down my, you know, the, you know, yellow box of tampons and then I, I put out my, my 12-er of a bud or whatever. And the guy working at the 7-Eleven says, can I see your ID? And I said, what, you got to be 18 to buy tampons these days? 
Yeah, yeah hilarious. Yeah, the guy behind me in line laughed. He thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? Drew yeah. Carey in front of me? What's going on? <laughs> Holy Little. shit. Hit helmet. Check. Baby wipes. Check. Small box. Check. That's go midget smuggling. Yay. Interesting. Maybe. Uh, you know, I'm a 36-year-old man with no children. I have a dog. I have a tortoise, right? And my wife is a school teacher. And so that invites into my, my wife's world a, a, a lot of, like, the, the different teachers she works with, a lot of the students' parents, because she works in an affluent neighborhood in, uh, in, in Orange County. And what happens is all the time she's being approached by... You know, they're constituents, and they're always, when are you having a kid? You know, and people always ask me, when are you and Sarah having children? And lots of my friends these days are all having kids, but mm. we're happy traveling <laughs> and hanging out and paying our mortgage and, like, enjoying this kind of nice life. They call it dinks, double income, no kids. We're enjoying that. Maybe eventually we'll have kids. I don't know. We talk about it. We don't talk about it. We can talk about it or not talk about it all day. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's like the line in... um was it uh, that uh, Christopher Guest movie? We can talk or not talk all day. But, you know, we, we sit and we, we contemplate or whatever. We're not getting any younger, which is weird because I still feel like I'm 25. Yeah. or I still feel like I'm, I'm like, Quinn, am I not the same guy you probably met at yesterday's coffee shop Absolutely. when we were both 19? You have the exact same amount of hair now that you did yeah, when yeah. you were uh, 19. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. No, let me take my hat Straight off. Here. Hair, yeah. Looking go. like Hunter S. Thompson. But, so... I, I, I was talking with my wife the other day, and she was really getting tired of dealing with these questions. She's really just done with it. And we were sitting here eating Thai food, because when you have no kids and you're 36, you sit and go out for Thai food and have drinks. and Quite the lifestyle. It's, yeah. the, it's the best. Yeah. Again, no, n- nobody here has any kids. I, I am going to be an uncle for the rest of my life, and being an uncle is awesome. Right. Buck, Buck's an uncle. Uncle Buck. Uncle, he's <laughs> you can't uncle get Buck, any. Man. You can't get That's any better. The greatest. But no, I know the pressure, Todd, because I am, you know, the one that doesn't have the family. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm looked at like, okay, come on, start, start having kids now. See, yeah, and yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm getting no pressure from my family. It's, wow. it's oh, great. Wow. Nobody, I don't. Maybe it's that they don't expect me to. It's like, yeah, we knew you weren't gonna. Ever I think you should. You know, I think you should be expected to join the gene pool. You know, at <laughs> some point. But so people ask this, and I was talking to my wife the other day. You know, we, we, we needed a good response to this question and something that would just squelch it, hmm. right? Because the moment, you know, so we can, we can deal with it ourselves and you get tired of people asking you. You know, my coworkers ask me, Todd, when you have having kids, you know, you got that place out there in Lakewood hanging around. I was like, I'm enjoying myself, man. I'm having drinks and... It's so empty there. No, it's not. Empty. What, why would I have ability? kids when I can have drinks? Yeah, <laughs> drinks. And really, it's not empty. It's... it's uh, Kind of prison-like with uh, the the wall that you've constructed for Murray, you know? That, yeah. That Murray is your kid at this point. Yeah. That's my boy. And that's yeah. acceptable. I think if you don't have kids, you have pets. Yeah. And yeah. the funny thing is, I was thinking that this morning, my, my dog had like a, a little uh, cut on one of the pads of his feet, and my wife immediately lost it. She was like, oh, no, we got to take Murray to the vet. I was like, no, he's got a little cut. She's like, well, we, we, we should dress it or whatever. So I was literally with a Q-tip putting Neosporin on my puppy's foot and immediately i thought murray looked up at me and then the look only said one thing it said you white people are crazy <laughs> as far as at this point are you still brushing his teeth 
Yes. You know, that is, I just read this week that that uh, can actually add like several years to your dog's life. Yeah. What are you talking about? So, no, it, it, it's true. Polly and, lived to 15. I never wax up. My dog's 10. I'm going to start brushing her teeth because yep. I want her around a little longer. We got that beef flavored toothpaste. And yeah. Sometimes I think, man, I'd prefer that over crest. <laughs> How do you know it's beef flavored? You, you can smell it. I can smell because I kiss my dog. Do they have bacon toothpaste? Oh, that might be a little better. I'd be totally into that. So I, I got a good response, and I, and I think that this doesn't just work for uh, myself and my wife, but it can work for all of you in the audience, oh. and it can quelch anything that people are bothering you about in this world. And the answer is, when people ask you stuff like that, you go look at them very. Uh, sincerely in the eye and you say we're praying really hard on it <laughs> and then no one will ask you another yeah. question <laughs> right. people, you, you, and so then people think oh maybe she can't make yeah. babies maybe you're trying hard maybe right. you don't know whether you're coming up with a decision but that immediately it, puts it in God's it, hands it stops the conversation makes yeah. makes the person who asked who asked feel really bad yeah and they back off it's like Todd <laughs> you gonna quit drinking I'm praying really hard on it <laughs> you know yeah yeah, <clears throat> my parole officer says I'm going to. You know? <laughs> yeah, so I think you know, Buck. When people are like, you know, you're going to get on that next food truck. What? What's the response? I'm game? praying really hard. Hey, Buck, you going to do prep for the show? <laughs> you know, I'm praying really hard on that. <laughs> I'm praying on that shit, man. So you know, I give that to the audience. You know. Well, yeah, that's good advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'll take that. Solid advice, right up there with John Sowen's advice for everything was uh, just kill yourself. You know, the, the the praying thing could backfire, though. I mean, if, if you say it to the wrong person, they might engage you in further conversation about how you're going to pray. And... Yeah. Like, if you say the word prayer, you got to go all the way. Maybe I'll just... You got you to hold their hands and say the prayer that you say before you eat the meal. What is it? Grace. Yeah, but I know, but oh, what is oh. it? You went to Catholic... What do you mean, what, 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 do you mean, what is it? it? There's a universal, like, oh, thanks for the food. Rub it up, yeah, yeah, thanks for the grub. That's, it's the, called, that's it's, the horrible one. It's called grace. It's, I, but it, what do you say? Oh, you say, like, you say bl- bless us, O Lord, and for these, these, and that gifts, these gifts, which, which we are about to you got to say that, dude, yeah. Yeah, or else you're going to not seem authentic. I remember all the prayers from elementary school. Wow. Yeah. The act of contrition... That, that, that comes in handy. That sounds heavy. <laughs> I don't know. I was that's raised one, Catholic. That's the one you say after you've done something but wrong. But see, you weren't raised Catholic, but yet you're fronting on it. Like, oh, we're praying on that yeah. shit. Well, I mean, people that aren't Catholic pray. You know, I was raised Methodist, and they'd be praying. My mom's praying. My mom asked me, having kids, praying hard on You can it. say, we're, we're putting good vibes out to the universe on that one. Yeah, that, I mean, that, you know, that, that doesn't shut people up, <laughs> Yeah, though. that's true. Well, when you bring yeah. in God Almighty... Why don't you just look at them and say, shut up? <laughs> Far Out is brought to you by Tupac Malt Liquor, the finest for when you have to pour one out for the finest. Product not potable or designed for human consumption may cause blindness, not officially endorsed by the Shakur Estate. So I, I had a odd experience the other day, and, you know, I want you guys to give me an honest opinion. You know, hashtag real talk. Right, yeah. Can we say this is hashtag real talk? This is what's sure. going down. So, uh... I, I haven't talked about this on the show because it's boring. <laughs> oh, good. So, so let's talk about it. <laughs> no, the story that comes out of this is interesting, but the, the, the story that it comes out of is boring. But I, I've started uh, going to the gym for like the last three months. 
They really? have a, they have a crunch gym they just opened up here on Bellflower, and I go th- four times a week. <laughs> Does it show? I'm but, shocked. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see any muscles on that body? No, but I've lost I've lost weight. I just go and I run the treadmill. I burn some calories, and it's very good for my mental well being. Yeah, I found true. you weren't fat. No. no, I wasn't. I'm not. I'm, try, I'm not trying to not be fat. I'm just trying <laughs> to like get the juices flowing to all parts of my body because yeah. I have abused my body severely for years. Okay, right. so if you didn't go to the gym, you you wouldn't have the discipline to do it on your own because that's what it is. I I don't right. Yeah. So if I if you're my example, if I got a membership to a gym, I might actually go and. Work out. Yeah. And you know what? It was a $10 membership, so I was like, fuck it. I got to do it. And so I go over there, and at night, it's a nice relief. It's like my wife's watching TV or whatever. I just go in there, and I do two miles on the on the treadmill, and then I come home, and I get up real mm. sweaty, yeah. and I get funky. But it feels oh. good. Like, my head feels good. I feel creative. Yeah. It's it's good for everything. Like, I, I'm, I'm into it. I know Quinn used to be a heavy weight guy, and you got real buff for a while. It was yeah, I, I freakish. I wouldn't say heavy. I, I just I took a cl- uh, weightlifting class, and um, and I saw results, which is crazy to mm. me, because I wasn't putting very much effort into it at all. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, the creativity that you mentioned is the the point that I, I wanted to touch on because it really does enhance creativity when yeah, you, your endorphins you're, thi- you're, get you're thinking clearly and you feel just really good it's yeah. it's it's like you know it's like runner's high you know they yeah. you know so i'll get i'll go I'll get off the treadmill and i'll be like buzzing and looking around yeah. and there's some attractive <laughs> ladies in the gym it's like, and then i i, f- I found that with the with with working out and doing this that the things that normally aggravated me yeah. during the day didn't bother me as right much. right and and then i would come home and not drink mm-hmm. because i love a drink and mm. so normally i'd come home and i'd have like you know three or four bud light platinums watching tv or watching mm-hmm. some old movie or wh- whatever and 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 that would be my behavior but now i take the dog for a 45 minute walk <laughs> i go to the gym every night for you know i do like two miles i don't stress myself out but i do a little bit and i come out and i feel i feel better about yeah. myself and it's good for my creativity and my writing and everything so i've been doing this and so then the thing is i go late at night I go like 10 o'clock at night. Right. And right on the, the corner of our street, there's a bus stop, the 191 bus stop that comes up and down uh, from Lakewood, and it goes to downtown Long Beach, and it goes through to the, the, the Blue Line station where you can take all the metro lines all throughout L.A. So we, we have this stop, and I've taken the bus lots of times when I don't want to drink and drive. Right. I want to go, go into town. I'm like, oh, I'll just take the bus because it's real easy. Or if I'm going to a concert in LA, I'll take the bus to the mm-hmm. Blue Line and go out to Hollywood or whatever, go see a concert, drink as much as I like. So I know the schedule for the bus. Mm-hmm. And at 10.30 at night when I'm done with the gym, the bus doesn't run anymore. Right. And so I'll see people at the bus stop when I'm driving by and I'm sweaty. So I drive by one night, I see a guy sitting at the bus stop, I'm like, the bus doesn't come all the way to this part of town mm-hmm. that late at night. It stops at Cherry in Long Beach. Right. So I was like, shit, I should tell this guy, he's going to sit here for fucking an hour waiting mm-hmm. for the bus, he's going to have to call a cab, it's going to be a big pain. But then I thought, if I drive up in my car and say, hey bro, yeah. bus isn't running, <laughs> yeah. and I drive off, then I look like... Start a- walking. Yeah, then I look like a huge <laughs> yeah, asshole. Yeah, right. But on the other part of me, I've waited for a bus and the bus not come. I I would have liked to have known right. that the bus isn't coming. So so one night I drive by and I'm all sweaty from a workout. And I look and I see this guy sitting there and I think, should I stop? Should I not stop? But it's a quick decision. You're driving. Mm-hmm. I get home. I go take the shower. And I turn to my wife and I go, what, what should I have done? I don't know what the good the good guy does in that situation. And she goes, you know, don't worry about it. 
you know, so I get in the shower and I'm washing the funk off, and you know, you're always really honest with yourself in the shower. <laughs> and I sit there. Wow. I look at my penis. Yeah. I wash my butt. Let's get into it. And uh, <laughs> and I thought, you know what? I'm never going to let that happen again. Right. Next mm. time I see a guy sitting there waiting, I'm going to stop by. I'm going to let him know what's up. Okay. Mm. Next night, I go to the gym. Drive back by, and I see a girl sitting at the bus stop. <laughs> and I know the bus isn't coming. So I drive in. There's a gas station right behind. There's 76 stations. So I drive right back behind, and I roll down the window. And I just, like, fuck it. You're never wrong being honest. So I turn to her, and I go, baby doll. Because <laughs> that's, we learned last show, that's what we call women. Yes. Exactly. Baby doll. I said, baby doll, 191 isn't coming tonight. It's, it's, doesn't come pa- through here past eight o'clock. She goes, shit, I gotta get to, I gotta get to work. She was working a night shift somewhere. And I said, where are you going? She, <laughs> go, she goes, Pioneer Avenue. I'm like, oh, that's about eight minutes up the main drag right here, Delamo. So I go, do you want a ride? Because I can't lay this information <laughs> right, on her no, and then just it, drive off like an asshole. Yeah. Right? There's no other bus going that way. It's kind of like you're insulting her. Like, yeah. going, ha, ha. I think, <laughs> like, you know what? It doesn't run anymore. <laughs> and take yeah. off. You know? I could have just <laughs> rolled could, off in my right. car and yeah. go home. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of jerky. So I was like, where are you going? She goes, Pioneer. I go, Did, do you want a ride? Did right. you ask her at any point, are you with it? I'm <laughs> sure you with it. Girl, you would it? Yeah. What you well, going to do with it? She thought she wanted to blow me to get there, but I was just trying to be a nice guy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes being a nice guy puts you in Creepville. Yeah, I, that's my first thought. So she sits there and she's with a backpack and uh, she thinks for a moment, she goes, yeah, I'll get in. And so I say, all right. She gets in the car wow. and I roll down the windows. Now I'm, I'm sweaty from head to toe. <laughs> yeah. So who knows? I could be the world's biggest like <laughs> sexual predator. <laughs> Creep that's been beating off on the street corner the whole time. You're right? not. It's not a good look for you. No, and I'm sweating from my bald head, and I got my Star Wars shirt on, and my workout pants, and my Skecher shoes. I look like a real asshole. Actually, wait, that's kind of a good look for you. Yeah, like yeah, that. that is kind of good. So the girl's name's Tasha, nice. and she sits down in the car, and she gets in. I go, I'm not a creep. <laughs> First of all, if you think I'm a creep, honestly, I just see people sitting at the bus yeah. stop, and so now I'm defending myself for being a nice guy. You right. can even tell her the story, like I I saw this guy the other night. I did. And, okay, cool. So, and so then, and so she says, she goes, you know what? The first thing a creep says when he picks yeah, you up at exactly. a random bus stop, I'm not a creep. I'm not a creep. I'm like, yeah, but and so then I respond with, yeah, but you're in my car, aren't you? Eh? Man, you sound really creepy at this point. <laughs> There's no way, because now I'm defending yeah. my creepiness. I'm John Wayne Gacy but, minus the clown makeup. But you're kind of like, yeah, but yeah. you made the choice yeah. to get in here, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> you know? God, you got to yeah. read into what you're right. doing, Todd. This well, is scary. I don't know what to do. I'm just trying <laughs> well, to be a nice guy. Do we, oh. Have either, either of you seen the show Legit on FX? No. Oh, the Jim Jeffries? Yeah, Jim Jeffries uh, show. Um there was this episode where he's giving this woman a ride home from a uh, trying out for a TV show, and uh, she calls her mom before he gets in the car. Right. And, or actually, he, she's going to give him a ride home. She calls her mom and says, "You know, I'm you just want you to know I'm I'm giving this guy a ride home. So if anything happens, his name is Jim Jeffrey, Jim Jeffries, and yeah. you know, go after him because he did it. Yeah. And he's just like, you know, what the hell just happened? So he gets in the car and they're just driving along and total silence and eventually he he breaks the silence and he looks over and he's a comedian so he yeah. he opens with a joke and he says wow you just made this rape really awkward <laughs> so um the reason Very I, jim jeffries the re- yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the reason i brought that up was because that's probably 
you know, how she was feeling. And I would think how, you know, most women in that situation might feel. So Yeah, but um, she got in the car. Yeah, but Well, yeah, but... You pointing that out made it really yeah. weird, though. <laughs> like, really I'm, weird. I'm not a weirdo. You, know, I'm, I'm you a married... got in here, bitch. <laughs> so, so how did it end? Did you walk her to the door? So, did you get a kiss goodnight? What happened? Funny did... enough, I saw Jim Jeffries at the uh, Irvine Improv a couple I, of weeks ago. Yeah, I think Great he's, a, show. he's a genius. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so she gets in the car, and then she immediately rolls down the windows. Like, she can jump out at any moment. You sure. know? And and I'm I'm like I'm trying not to be a creep, so I got the radio on. Hey, how's it going? You know what? What's your work? You know, blah 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 blah. And she's talking to me, and then uh, eventually we get down the street, and she's like, "Okay, let me off here. We got the Pioneer Boulevard, you know, and uh, in Cerritos or something." And we drive up there, and I, I, I let her off. She goes, "I had my hand on my blade the whole time. Oh, yeah. have yeah. a good night." And gets out of the ride, and I waved her back, and then so it led me to believe. That in my attempts to be a nice guy, right. I look like the worst human being in the world. Yeah. Right. I look like a potential rapist or pederast, but really, right. I just wanted somebody, because I've been there at, at points in my life where I just want to get to wherever I'm going, and, and you know, and wouldn't the world be a better place if more people picked up people at bus stops? Where are the hitchhikers in the world? Right. Hardly anyone's... Putting the thumb out nowadays, and it's because it's so <clears throat> dangerous because people don't um, trust each other anymore like they used to. I have a friend who just moved to New Mexico in the middle of nowhere. And, oh, well, you got to fear that and, guy. And, and, maybe. <laughs> but he actually had he's, – what he's started doing is because he, you know, he lives in the middle of nowhere and he doesn't have a car – he has started hitchhiking whenever he needs to go into town to do some shopping or whatever. Right. And um, he, you know, I, right away, I, I, you know, I'm talking to him on the phone. And I'm like, you know, I can't believe you're doing that. That's so dangerous. And he brought up an interesting point. He said um, hitchhiking is a lot more dangerous for the person picking up the hitchhiker than it is yeah. for the person oh. who's doing right. the hitchhiking. Exactly. Well, so. she, th- th- this gal told me that while she was waiting there, she saw a guy ride by on a bike, and yeah. she, she said, I thought about knocking over the guy on the bike and taking his bike, and now immediately <laughs> I was like, now I'm watching my shit. Wow. Yeah, exactly. like, Where's right. my iPhone? Yeah. You know. So I gave her the, the write-off. So it just became this weird situation of me trying to do something good. Right. And then I came to a greater realization as I was taking my... my Post workout shower and doing do a little breakdown in my head, she and I thought she didn't say like I'm th- I was thinking of knocking him down and shanking him. Did she? Was yeah, right. <laughs> a prison shank. Shit. This now, did, sounds did she seem like she was you know thankful? Was she? Did she have any like? Was she happy that you Doesn't gave sound her like a ride? Or, no, she Doesn't wasn't. Sound like it. She yeah. was sketched out enough to where like the oh my god, you're a good man. Yeah. More people should be like you. that. That's what I wanted. Yeah, out of the interaction. Right. I didn't really get that. Right. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like she didn't even say thanks or anything. Yeah, she, well, she kind of said, hey, thanks, I, uh, Sarah, I'm going to in, work. Instead of thank you, she said, I didn't kill you. You know, I mean, that's, right. that, yeah. like, I, I did you a favor. I didn't kill you. What a payoff, man. <laughs> and so, you know, af- after all this happened, I went back and I was taking a shower and washing my balls and thinking about things. Right. And um, I, th- I thought to myself, what if everybody in this world, like, you know, they have Catholic saints, mm-hmm. like, you know, Joe, the patron saint of, uh, you know, travels. Like, St. Christopher was the uh, saint of travels, right? Yeah, who never existed, yes. Yes, and I, I thought, <laughs> what if everybody in their own neighborhoods or in their own lives became the patron saint of one 
thing. Like, right. I became the patron hmm. saint of the 191 bus line. If everybody just took that personal responsibility of helping right. other people in some small way, like, hmm. you're the patron saint of making sure the leave a penny, take a penny is taken care yeah. of at 7-Eleven. You're, like, paying it forward in your own way. If everybody had this little moment where, like, you know, Buck Perez, uh, every time... I don't know. An old lady was trying to cross the street. Buck Perez helped him out. If everybody helped out in this social way, we could have mm-hmm. a much uh, better, better, better life for everybody. On Every this time planet. I spark a bowl, I share it with someone. Yes, yes. I don't just smoke by myself. I I'll would be s- the patron saint of guiding people towards the the movies that are worthwhile to watch, oh. and and urge that they not watch all the crap that's out there. That's good. So you'd be like a that, contributor I, to Rotten Tomatoes. I think something. that's really useful. But but an actual, you know, useful one. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like something. <what> I, <laughs> like if everybody just looked at their life. Like now my thing is whenever I drive by the 191 bus station, if right. I'm going to see somebody after hours that's there, mm. I'm just going to throw it out there and give them the option. Yeah. Right. You want to ride to the next stop? You want it? I'll do it because right. I'm I'm here at night and that and that's what I got to give to the world. But if everybody took this small thing and helped each other out, mm-hmm. you know, my, I sound like Anakin Skywalker, and uh, you know, if everybody just helped around each other, I would be a better world, you know. And eventually, people would know that oh, that's that's Todd the bus driver, you know. Yeah, yeah, this guy <laughs> in the Nissan, he's gonna help you out at the end of the street. You know? Now I just parked. Uh, this is uh, off Vermont and Melrose around there where yeah. our, where our kitchen used to be. I just parked, okay. This one girl comes up. What's up? This? Oh, yeah. I'm saying you're drinking that black? No, go for it. Yep. So, anyway, I have my window down, mm-hmm. and she's about maybe 11 or 12. She walks up, and she's like, yeah, uh, can I get a ride down to the end of the street? And it's like not that far of a distance, mm-hmm. you know, to the end of the street. And I look, and she's also accompanied by someone else, another girl her age, and a younger kid like a, mm. a, a boy and i'm like i'm just looking at this situation i'm like this is not good yeah, you know this yeah. is not a good situation i'm just like for you or for them yeah at any point she's gonna be like stranger danger yeah. <laughs> like, fucking bull, you know and i'm just uh, what the fuck's going on so i'm like no or john quinonius is gonna come out and be all, uh, be all like you know yeah. hey you're on what would you do i feel like i was being set up right <laughs> and i'm just like no uh i'm not gonna give you a right no right. and at that point she got kind of offended and she like leaned forward a bit more and saw in my ashtray I had like a shit ton of cigarettes. <laughs> and she was just like, Damn, look at all them cigarettes. And like and I was just like I literally was like, Yeah, fuck off. Fuck off, right? And like zooming up my window. I felt bad, but it was just like at some point I think I said to her, like, look, you should not be like asking strangers for mm-hmm. ride yeah. to the end of the street. You know, yeah, it's right. not a good thing you should you're doing right now. Yeah. But at the same time there's that point of view that's like you wanna you know be the change in this world that you want to see and you want to help right. out people. Yeah. But what's, what's that? What's well, that? You in, know? in a weird way, he, he accomplished that by guiding her in the right direction and don't, reminding her what... Don't be stupid. You know, yeah, not to be an idiot. <laughs> don't yeah, be stupid. Right. But uh, the other time I get home from my vacation, I get home from Yosemite, I'm on my parents' block, you know, my old block, and I just see this dog bolting. Up and down the street. Yeah. And obviously, it's it's out of the yard and shit like that. Mm. So I get a hold of the tag. I call the number. And the guy's like, oh, I'm not at home right now. Oh, I'll, I'll send my, my, my grandson or something out. 
The kid never comes out. The house is like a few houses down, so I'm like standing out in front of him with the guy's dog. And at some point, this is, I'm I'm a I'm a half hour, forty five minutes into this ordeal. <laughs> I, I want out at this point. You You're know? in. You're yeah, both feet in. I'm clocking. I want to clock out though, Todd. I don't want to be part of this <laughs> anymore. And I'm just like fuck this. And yeah. at some point, I, I let the dog down, and I'm just like, yeah, just you know, and. It runs to the back. That I see a gate open as soon as I let the dog down, and the dog runs towards the back. So I had a feeling like they were like watching me the whole time, and were like very like didn't want to approach me. Why are me. people so suspicious of somebody that's gonna be nice enough to? I'm save helping your them dog. out, yeah. and so yeah, so it bolts towards the back, mm-hmm. and the the gate shuts, and I'm like, uh, what the fuck just happened? Was that the right house? You know, I'm not 100 percent sure. So I go to the front door, and I start ringing it. And I'm like, I know someone's there. Hello, <laughs> and some kid comes to the door, and I'm like, yeah. Is this was that your dog? I just and he's like, oh yeah, yeah, we got the dog, you know. So and like was about to slam the door, and I'm like, you're welcome. Like right, I seriously yeah, yeah, like yeah. yelled at the fucking kid, like yeah, you're welcome, motherfucker. Yeah, I don't understand what, what it kind is. of world have we cultivated where people are so know. afraid of each other? I was walking the yeah. dog the other day. I was walking because I, I do these big long walks with Furry Murray around town, and we come to I come to like a street corner over by Lakewood High, and I see this little baby Chihuahua. It's walking around, no tags, nothing. Yeah. And so Murray starts sniffing its butt, and you know, and and so I'm like, as a dog owner, like if my, whenever my dog's got now, it's like my heart being outside you of my body. Yeah. yeah. And so I I grab this dog, and I go to the first closest house that I see, thinking maybe uh, it's their dog. So I go up to the the door, and it's nine thirty at night, and I got my Raider hat on, you know, and I, <laughs> I Hit the, hit the doorbell. You look very threatening. Yes. <laughs> and so the woman, she comes to the door, and I'm holding up the dog. I'm like, is this your dog? And then she looked at me like I was trying to do a home invasion robbery of her home. And it's like, why are... Like, it really upset me <laughs> mm-hmm. about humanity that she wasn't like, oh, my God, let me help you. Or, or what's this? I'm just trying to return a fucking puppy home. Yeah. Right, exactly. And then yeah. and, and it's, it's not like we're in a horrible neighborhood here. Right. You know, we're in a nice neighborhood. And so I, but eventually I found the the dog's home because somebody else was walking the dog and, and dog owners know dog owners like, oh yeah, it's that house over there. So I go to the house and I knock on the door and I'm like, is this your dog? Oh yeah, he gets out sometimes. That's it. And yeah. then they just shut the door and walk away. Like, okay, so hey, no, no, fuck like, anybody for trying to be a good guy. Right. Mm-hmm. No reward. Right. No nothing. Because you know, I want like, I, 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 I don't want a ca- reward. I just want somebody to say, wow, it's a good thing there's more people doing this and not yeah. look at me like I'm a fucking schizo. Well, all that does is it, it makes people not look out for each other. And, yes. And it's just going to make the world a big free-for-all and nobody's going to care. I know? blame the media. No, Quinn, Quinn, you ever have any weird situations where you're trying to help out a stranger or anything? Or? Um, You know... Not nothing really jumps to into mind, but I know I've seen it a lot where people just people just have a hard time interacting with each other just on a basic human level, you know, yeah. w- without being suspicious or just weird, you know, yeah. weirded out by by each other, and and that always irritates me because you know I, I like to smile, I like I like to say hi, you know. Right. And Maybe a positive person. As well. Sometimes people think if you smile, you have some sort of ulterior motive. So the right. take the takeaway from this is, if everybody who listens to this show, much like I've embraced being the patron saint of the 191 Long Beach bus line, <laughs> uh, if everybody took care of one small thing, if everybody was, as uh, the first George Bush said, a thousand points of light, right? Yeah. then the world would be a better place. I right. think so. Alright, news! I like turtles.
KFC threatens lawsuit over Hitler Chicken Restaurant. Oh. Logo uh, replaces head of Colonel Sanders with that of Adolf Hitler. Imagine uh, Adolf Hitler in the uh, KFC getup, like with, with the white suit, like the Mark Twain suit, head to toe. I think people would have a much more positive <laughs> idea of Hitler if he was dressed like a good <laughs> Kentucky <Sure>. colonel. <laughs> sure. Right. Okay. Well, anyway, um, Octung Baby, that's what it says here, an unusual chicken restaurant in Thailand has KFC threatening legal action. Hitler recently opened its doors in Bangkok at Sports, <laughs> <laughs> sports a storefront emblem very similar to the American fried chicken chain. Nice. But instead of Colonel Sanders, it features the head of Adolf Hitler complete with apron, apron and bow tie. We find it extremely distasteful and are considering legal action since it is an infringement on our brand trademark and has nothing to do with us, a spokesman for KFC. Uh, imagine if, yeah. like, if uh, at McDonald's, instead of Ronald McDonald, that, like, Hitler dressed as a clown. Nice. You know? Yeah, I, I can't imagine anybody on planet Earth thinking that this is a good idea. Instead of, I mean, instead of Jack in the Box, Adolf in the Box. Seriously, like, like does Bangkok not uh, know... History. I mean, this is well. When I was in India, this, people this, were a little clueless about the basics of American geography or right, anything. Right, and then and it's because they're on the other side of the globe and they don't really get what's happening in America. They just go, right. "Oh, USA, Obama," and they give you a thumbs up, and right. that was it. So I'm thinking this guy is maybe but trying Hit- to Hitler is world anything, history, and if anything, he was a master advertiser, Hitler. Yeah. Like a mm. swastika, pretty amazing advertising there. You <laughs> it's know? an old Hindu symbol. When you're in That's India, saying, yeah. you see swastikas all over the place, and you're like, oh my God, Jews aren't welcome. <laughs> you're like, no, it's just a Hindu thing. Yeah. But uh, so the guy's trying to say that maybe Hitler made good chicken, which I, I, I've never heard Ava Braun really well, frying up good chicken. It, mm. it goes on to say here, Alan Robertson, a 43-year-old Bangkok resident, his name's Alan Robertson, and he lives in Bangkok. You know, he's one of those like guys that's you know wanted by the FBI. Right? Yeah, he's totally uh, getting into some he's, like twelve year old. He's, he's there to to meet little girls. He's subversive, um, yes. allegedly, uh, or lady he, boys. He, he he told the Daily Mail he thought the chicken was pretty good, and said a server told him <laughs> the proprietors considered Hitler a good image. So you want kraut on that chicken? Holy crap. <laughs> a little bit of kraut on top of your chicken? You made this up, right? This isn't real. No, that's a true story. <laughs> I can't believe it's it. It's far that's out, but insane. it's real. They should be the new sponsor for our show. Far out, sponsored by Hitler Chicken. <laughs> but I like that KFC's parent company is called Yum. I never knew that. Have you ever heard of Yum? No. No. It's probably YUM on yeah. the New York Stock Exchange. That's hilarious, though. Congratulations to Far Out on being awarded the Al Gore Award for the most eco-friendly podcast in the U.S. Far Out proudly recycles all beer bottles after each show it now has 35% less carbon emissions. Back when I used to do a little show called Low Budget FM back in the day, 
we had a, a topic we did uh, maybe once or twice, and uh, it was like the things you're into these days. And huh. we, we, we always got a good response from that show, and I've wanted to do it on this show, just never, you know, there's been other prescient things to talk about, but uh, there's always a, a little spot on the show where I w- want to talk about things I'm into or, you know, getting into. Maybe people in the audience would be interested in, and, you know, a, a podcast is a good way to, uh, you know, uh, learn about you know things that you may be missing. What you doing? <laughs> what you doing? What you doing on a daily basis? <laughs> on the daily, for real. What are you listening to? What are you doing to? And so, uh, so Mark Chambers and I on low budget, we, we used to always joke we wanted to do a show called "How's It Going," <laughs> <laughs> and that would be the whole topic. Hmm. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> hey, and we wanted to like take calls, like when we did the uh, radio in, sh- in uh, San Diego, just like open up the phone lines, ask the listeners how's it going. You know, it's uh-huh. always a, the conversation opener whenever you run into right. somebody. Yeah, how's it going? Yeah, that's good. You know, and you know what I don't like when people drop the uh, same old shit. Yeah, yeah, uh, well, same old shit, motherfucker. Yeah, somebody the other day I was same talking to the man from the internet, who's uh one of the most popular guys we have come on the show. The man from the internet. I talked to him the other day on IM, and I'm like, hey, you know, I, I, I told him about my trip to India and everything, and then you know, I'm like, how's it going with you? He's like, oh, same old. Come on, bring mm. some material. Yeah, you got to you got to bring you know, something. You know, how do you uh how can you possibly bring it up to that level though of, you know, you, I've been to, you know, I just went to India, mm, you know. You kind of you kind of outstoried them though. Yeah, yeah, and and also um how's it going is is kind of it, it's sort of unspoken that it's a rhetorical question. You know, mm-hmm. like when I see somebody on the street and I say, "Hey, how's it going?" I am not expecting them to be like, well, let me tell you about my life. I just know? got back from the loo. Yeah, yeah you know. I, uh, what were you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker. This is not like, uh. let's outdo each other and, and, you know, try to see whose life is better, you know. Mm. I, well, no, it's, it's, not a, it's not a hang-off. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I always find that when I go to parties or mm. when I go to any kind of social engagement, I have some material chamber, just yeah, like yeah. coming oh, into this show. Of course. And you, you, go, people, you go in heavy. And, well, and the people that have material are the people who are, you know, socially people invite back to their next yeah. party because he sits down at the table and he's got some material ready. I'm you know? exactly the opposite. Yeah. And that's <laughs> that goes for this show. But, <laughs> like, he's all, he's all material and I'm just like, you know, I'm just like, ah, oh, whatever. I'm riffing. <laughs> I'm riffing. Yeah. That's what it is. You're, yeah. you're a comedy uh, factory, not a comedy warehouse, as uh, Dave Damashek would say. Yes. So, you know. It's time to get a little relaxed, a little navel-gazing, and talk mm. about the things we've been kind of oh. into. So everybody uh, kind of made their list of things. And I, you know, also to start off, I've been... Because uh, I, I told before I've been you know, working on a novel, so I've kind of <clears throat> moved from... I used to always... I've always been a reader, but I always read kind of fact-based books. Like I, I always was into you know, books about spirituality or you know, consciousness or you know, history or you know, music. Mm. And so now I've really been kind of getting into different authors and, and fiction kind of thing. So uh, recently I've been reading a lot of Hunter S. Thompson. Hmm. And uh, you've always kind of done that, haven't you? Yeah. You, you've always been a Hunter S. Thompson fan. Yeah, but, but I've been kind of getting deeper into it more recently. You, do you think you could do a better job in those movies than Johnny Depp? I just want to know. I think because I think you could. You, think? you know, he does look like a young. I, I, that's Hunter what I'm Thompson. saying. I could. Yeah. Like, the, the hair is the same. Yeah, and kind of facially. And Run, and Run Diary should have starred, starred Todd Perry. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, totally. That movie was horrible. 
Well, oh, it was, it was awful. It was yeah, bad. no, I, I I agree. I haven't seen it yet. Couldn't stand it. Yeah, it was horrible. I was, I was sitting around here, and I was talking to, talking to my uh, accountant. I was talking to, yeah. talking to my lawyer, and uh, we were I'm working out. I had to take a th- three more uh, pills of mescaline yeah. to get through this it's, day. You know. It's weird when you're born a Halloween costume. But <laughs> you should be Hunter S. Thompson for Halloween, just like I should be Dale from uh, King of the Hill. You know? I do physically resemble Dale. You from do King look of- like Dale. And when <laughs> I saw an episode, someone told me that once, because I was wearing a trucker hat, and they're like, what are you, Dale? And I'm like, oh, shit. I looked in the mirror, I was like, oh, shit, I do look like Dale. And uh, if I did shave my head bald, and, uh, you know, I do have the tan line, you know, the farmer oh, tan yeah, like yeah. yeah, yeah it's you bad. know, when I first met Buck in 1991, I, uh, <laughs> I uh, remember... Wow. Very distinctly uh, thinking that he looked like Nicolas Cage in that movie Vampire's Kiss, oh, okay. where, where he's turning into a into a vampire. Yeah, that, was, that was not a good looking cage right there. I, I, yeah, you know, a weirdo I, I, cage. I, I don't know what it was, but like yeah. I, remember, I remember going home that day and telling my mom I met this guy who was really funny. And he kind of r- reminded me of like Nick- Nicholas Cage and Dracula. Oh boy, nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the look I'm. That's yeah, the look you know, I'm, you know, that's funny. That's the look I was trying to perpetuate. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't. It wasn't Dracula. It was Blackula. Yeah, Blackula. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to do a Nick Cage Blackula type uh, of thing. Of course, that's, that's my daily way. Yeah. I look in the mirror. I'm yeah. trying. To, I'm trying to accomplish. Quinn used to get that's from it. the ladies, and now he, he's gone with a Merlin Olsen look. But he used to. <laughs> he used to get like Leonardo DiCaprio. From yeah. the guy. I remember back in the yeah. day. Not a bad problem. Yeah, that's um, not a bad thing. It, it never worked for me, but... Um, <laughs> when you weren't bagging suicide girls, huh? Yeah. <laughs> different topic, different God day? damn it. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, I mean, I, if, if I had something to recommend, is um, there's a story, and it's a, a good entryway into the yeah. work of Dr. Thompson, is a, a story called um, Polo Is My Life, Fear and Loathing <laughs> in Horse Country. Right. And it was from like 1994, kind of later era stuff, and uh, it's about Hunter S. Thompson gets involved uh, with the world of polo, mm-hmm. of like these really rich, affluent people, and tells his story, you know, from the gonzo journalist perspective of a journalist p- that puts himself in the story about dealing with horse traders. And it's, you know, it's, oh, we're dealing with these horse traders, and, you know, these people are some of the, you know, some of the most heinous people <laughs> in the world. And, you know, it was a, f- a fantastic story. So someone wanted to get into that, but, uh, yeah, get, get into that. And I, I, f- I feel like maybe my early 20s, and the work of Dr. Hunter S. Thompson kind of mm-hmm. mirrors each other. But, uh, you know, I was in the uh, lost days of the American dream. You yeah, know? so you already, like, did the work, and now you got to do the writing. Yes. You know what I mean? I laid the groundwork. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize it my, my whole yeah. my, my whole life of would eventually come to some kind of, uh, you know, having material. Yeah, like, yeah. Like this podcast, I've told many stories <laughs> of my wilder days. Oh, man, yeah. Juxtaposing this with, you know, a suburbanite, uh, you know... Just getting it on in life, Buck. What, what have you What have you been into recently? That uh, well, one person died just recently. Mister mm. Gandolfini. Okay, mm. James mm-hmm. Gandolfini. You know, he he was you know not a huge huge actor, but a very influential actor. I love Sopranos. Yeah, that was one of my favorite shows. So oh, I love it too. Mm-hmm. Any and all things Gandolfini. This last month or so, I've been into. Be- I've been rewatching season one. Watching Geely, wasn't he in Geely? No, I didn't know. <laughs> but he was in. You know what? The Incredible Burt Wonderstone, oh. one of the most horrible movies of, of this last year. I saw that on a plane recently. Steve Carell, you know. Uh, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Alan Arkin makes it watchable. For, but he's only in it for like a second. Yeah. And it's very, very bad. But Gandolfini's in it also, and he's not so good. Yeah. but I've been, <laughs> Bad way to go out. He, oh, it wasn't yeah. his last one. The last one that's really good that I think people should watch is called Not Fade Away. 
which mm. is he's uh, David Chase who made The Sopranos. Exactly. Was that a good movie? Did I, you see that? You know, I loved it because, and I think you should see it because yeah. it's about a band. His son is mm. like a, a kid who's influenced by the Beatles and the Rolling Stones right when they first come out. Right. And it's right when they first play Ed Sullivan and all that shit. It shows early footage of it. And David Chase is always very into music in his movies. Yeah. The Sopranos always like this stuff when right. like uh, Chris uh, from the Sopranos, when he dies in, in the car wreck and they're playing Comfortably Numb by Pink Floyd in the there background. But go. it's a Roger Waters live version because they and probably didn't the, give credit for Pink Floyd. But anyway. But it's from the Departed uh, soundtrack. Remember yes. Remember that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I love that show. So, yeah. any and all things Gandolfini, I've been watching that. And uh, the other movie that he made was uh, Killing Killing Them Softly. Okay. Brad Pitt. Did you see that one? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's awesome. It's a very good gangster movie. Mm. Oh, okay. And in I think in both of those movies, I know in at least one of, in Not Fade Away, he's actually, the character is dying. Like he's dying of cancer or something. Wow. I know. Killed the movie right there. Sorry. Yeah. Killed the show. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it's actually like, you know, he's a, he was a really great actor. You're know, a really great actor. And yeah. Died way too soon. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I brought down the show. But yeah. all, any all and all things Gandolfini mm-hmm. is what I'm into. All right. Quinn, what, what are you feeling these days? You know, You're a real pop culture connoisseur. I, I've always thought that you always had a good opinion about uh, any anything brought to the table. Yeah. You know, as usual, um, I'm always looking for good movies, good music. Um, but it's weird because, like, lately... You have, you have a big Tumblr page, by the way. Yes, I do. Um, actually, yeah, if you want to check out my Tumblr and my Twitter, um, oh. I, th- I believe I think they're both the same You have a lot address. of Twitter following. Uh, not quite as well, many. Uh, uh, a couple hundred, I guess. It's but, at Riot Squirrel, R-I-O-T-S-Q-U-R-R-R-L. Yeah, three R's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, we have someone actually so, promoting something. Yeah. yeah. This uh, is good. Yeah. Unlike Oscar. Yeah, unlike Oscar. This is good. Tumblr <laughs> and Riot Squirrel are R-I-O-T-S-Q-U-R-R-R-L. And like Riot Girl. Riot, it's like Riot Girl, but Riot Squirrel. I like exactly. Yeah, Creative. A, yeah. I like this. I like it's this. a pun. <laughs> but but it but funny it's, thing is you 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 added me sorry you added me on Twitter the other day mm-hmm. right after I got a retweet from Adam Carolla yeah that, that's how I nice. found you actually and that's how Quinn found me on yeah. Twitter and then this I follow, dialogue began I follow Adam Carolla and I'm like oh my god Adam just retweeted uh, Todd and you I'm, got retweeted by Adam Carolla yeah, yeah. yeah bad, <laughs> why didn't you tell me this I thought that was pretty cool you should have called me immediately. It, ma- it makes me feel special because I I you know my good friend is good friends with you're Adam gleaming Carolla. off his success <laughs> right now I've had some good Twitter that's what's going on you, I, hey you, you know you looked, you looked very happy you're like hey and, lo- yeah. and look where it's yeah, brought, look where it's brought me now yeah. I'm, now I'm in the fold yeah. <laughs> I, I have had some really good Twitter success not to step on what you're doing but I had some good uh, Twitter success recently because I was re- the funny thing is I was retweeted by Adam Carolla which mm. was it was like a rich man poor man joke I sent him and um, it was retweeted and he has like 500,000 followers <laughs> yeah. and I got one follower off a retweet to 500,000 yeah. people and that was cool yeah. you know that that seriously never works I I, I I'm always expecting to like, you know, oh, cool, this person retweeted me and and I get nothing. I got so. into a conversation with Kelly Oxford the other day. Hmm. You know Kelly Oxford? No. She's hmm. like <laughs> this really hot model chick who has like mi- a million followers or whatever. And she's like written books and she's like really witty, really funny. And hmm. I got into a conversation with Kelly Oxford the other day over hmm. email because she was tweeting about Christian Mingle. Mm. Like she made some Christian Mingle joke, and I was like, um, I used to write for Christian Mingle <laughs> website and uh, J Date, and uh, so we, we we talked about that, and it was pretty funny. I was like, I'm talking to Kelly Oxford, and one of the Raiders the other day, Marcel Reese, who went to El Camino College, <clears throat> mm-hmm. their only Pro Bowler last year was an El Camino 
college student, uh, the community college, which we all went to at a certain point. He was an uh, Elko alum, so I tweeted him. He was like, yeah, I went to Elko. And I was like, oh, my God, Marcel Reyes is talking to me. <laughs> a couple of years ago, um, at, this was actually like probably 2009 or 10, actually, so it was a while ago. But um, around the first time, you know, right, right when I got on Twitter, um, I – uh, sparked up a conversation with Megan McCain, John McCain's daughter, mm. the the super hot bl- blonde that's oh, yeah, still still a super conservative Republican, and obviously our our pol- politics are not at all in the same ballpark. But she, very nice, nice, uh, nice lady, and that's uh, cool. And she actually we engaged in a, an actual conversation. It that's was, cool. Hmm, if it's somebody you disagree need, with yeah. and they engage in a good dialogue, oh, and it, like you do a very well, good job for your cause. It, you know, it, it wasn't even about politics. The, I think the reason she noticed me was because I, I you look like I, Leonardo DiCaprio. No, I, no, I, 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 I made the cheesy Abraham Lincoln joke from Wayne's World. You know, <laughs> oh yeah, and she, and she wrote back and was like, "Was that is that Wayne's World or Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure?" Because I, I can never remember. And then I'm that, sorry, the Abraham Lincoln joke being. She's a babe. She's a babe. Yeah, she's Lincoln. a babe. Him. It's from Wayne's World, which wow. is not a movie that I I'm sorry, care I meant, about. I missed the setup of that joke. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, yeah, nobody it's under not the age. Sorry, that movie's joke. Yeah. Movie's twenty years old. So nobody. Yeah. I was talking to a friend the other day, and I, I was like, "Do you think people who are twenty right now uh, would find Wayne's World funny?" No, right. And he was like, "No, I don't think so." Don't so think if you're so. leave a comment on the site farallpodcast.com. If you're 20 years old and you listen to the show, it's, is a Wayne's World? Re- it's sad, but it's well, almost like it's too intelligent for them. <laughs> for the, I think so. I think for the record, I've always hated Wayne's World, even when really? it, when it was on Saturday Night Live. I, I've I always hated it. it. I, I I just saw. Yeah, what is your problem? I just saw an opportunity to talk to Megan McCain. I was. You know, and I thought so. Hey, you bit off something you hated, well, because just to use the line a, in a social situation, it's a joke about a famous Republican. It was the way to a Republican yeah. woman's heart. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not only the faces. Of, am I? Am I? You're re- not only the face of DiCaprio. You're the mind of Einstein. In this shit. Am, am, I, am I revealing my uh, snakiness? Am I? Yeah, well, am I a horrible person? No, no, no. <laughs> it's all, you're a horrible person. You know us. You're friends exactly. with us. That's true. Funny, funny thing. <laughs> it's probably the worst thing about you. Yeah. Anyway, Quinn, what are you into yeah. these days? Okay, so uh, back to back to me. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, like I mentioned, um, I uh, have really taken uh, taken a liking to uh, Twitter and Tumblr, especially Tumblr. Um, it's just the absolute best place, in my opinion, to cultivate a blog because you can do pretty much anything. You can post pictures. You can post videos. You can uh, write paragraph after paragraph of you know whatever the hell you I'm want not on, it's I'm it's not it's that. it's great and it's easy to use and there are tons of people that can find your stuff easily um is but, it more like is it like a social network it, thing? it is but it, it's it's it, more like it, literary it's social what? but it's but it's blog and and you decide what kind of blog you want to have okay. it, it, and, right. it, and there are no rules really See, that sounds better. Uh, so how do people find your tumblr what's it riot squirrel yeah uh i i can't remember if it's tumblr.riotsquirrel.com or if it's riotsquirrel.tumblr.com but <laughs> yeah. either way you know just it's it's go, like, go to go to tumblr dot com and look up riot squirrel. It's like not knowing your own phone number nowadays. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's Just, not even yeah. on my phone. We'll, here. we'll put up a link somewhere, and you yeah. know, <laughs> I'll put a link on the site. All right. I, the other thing I wanted to say about Tumblr is, is and Twitter is that um, the comedians on Twitter, especially, are hilarious, and hmm. there are a lot of people that like. Like the people that like write for sitcoms and stuff like that, people whose name you don't necessarily know because they don't do stand up comedy, yeah, or you know, they're, they're not 
you know, big stars, they have a voice on t- on Twitter, and a lot of them are absolutely like the funniest people I've ever seen. So. Right on. Drop some names. Oh, man. Well, I, I actually wanted to kind of focus on some of the female uh, comedians. Yeah. Oh. I know they're... A lot of people that that have the opinion that women Chicks are funny. not funny. Chicks aren't funny. I think that's bullshit. <laughs> no, I'm just I mean, saying I mean, it like an asshole because I know of, people have that. Yeah, opinion. right. No, I know. Chicks aren't funny. It's yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, our friend Lewis uh, has always. But anyway, um, but uh, no, uh, Stacy Nightmare is uh, check her out because okay. she, she does some amazing Vine videos. Uh, um, as does um, uh, I think it's Nicole Amy Schreib. Um, both of their Vine videos are, are genius, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with Vine. Yeah, no it, it's like that that loop, that, quick that endless five second loop. loop. Yeah, I'm so glad that it the, that it starts off on mute because you know you have to click on the little symbol in order to turn on the sound. Otherwise, it, it would just jar you. Oh, it, it's horrible. But um, uh, there's somebody named Om. I, I think she just goes by by A H M seventy six Om, and she's got a podcast. She's hilarious. Um, Nicole Betts, Mary Charlene, Amber Tozer. Anyway, some Man. some some of them. I I think they're hilarious. So How many check them out. tweeters you're you're following? How many tweeters? I follow a lot more than fo- than than follow you. Follow me, yeah, yeah. exactly. That's the weird. That's the weird thing. Uh, my my thing is recently I've been really getting into watching old Humphrey Bogart movies. I know this sounds like a total old man move, uh. but I love Humphrey Bogart and and like uh, you know obviously Casablanca, Maltese Falcon. Yeah. You and my aunt would get along. Great. The yeah. Big Sleep yeah. by uh, Raymond Chandler novel. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. With him in Bacall, yeah. fantastic film. Uh, recently, I just watched, um, what is it? Uh, the uh, the Kane Mutiny, <coughs> where it was, it's like, uh, what was that movie? Oh, I love Trump? that. I love that movie. Yeah. And it was like uh, um, yeah. A Few Good Men, but in the 1950s. And it, mm. there's you could chop out 30 minutes in the, the beginning of the film, but Bogart, this is his last great role. What is this? Oh. So I just handed uh, Todd my notebook. I, I have a quote at the very first page and, that was totally unrelated, but now Random. has meaning because Humphrey Bogart is the star of this movie that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and re- read what that says. This, right, this right quote there. you have in your, your book, that yeah. you, the, your journal you brought for your right. show prep is... Just hand it to him. The old days are over and everybody is dead and I don't miss nobody except maybe Humphrey Bogart. Yeah, it's and, true. and you said that Archie Bunker. Archie Bunker. So yeah, the Kane Mutiny was a great. There's, <laughs> if, if anything, there's a two minute clip of of Bogart at the end of the movie on the stand, which you see the tears in his eyes, and like he, he's just so incredible. I'll watch mm-hmm. any Humphrey Bogart film. Treasure the Sierra Madre, right. the African Queen. I was gonna say African Queen. Yeah. And like I would totally go out to a video store and get these movies if it wasn't so easy for me to sit on BitTorrent. Yeah, and then, right. And then put it on a flash drive and put it on my TV. And if people could make these movies on Netflix or whatever, I'll pay to watch them. But uh, it's it's easier for me to steal, which is bad. I'll mm. pay. I'll pay. But it's mm. it's it's great just to sit and watch these movies, but you know, Maltese Falcon and anything with Bogart, I'm uh, I'm in, and, and immediately it, it pushes my wife to the other room. Yeah. Net- Net- <laughs> I think you know that though. Netflix has uh, Sabrina uh, with Humphrey, yeah. Bo- Humphrey Bogart. Streaming. I was a little. I didn't think Sabrina was. That was kind of a weird bogey. It was. I mean, it's it was, slightly chick flick territory, but still, 50s chick flick. Still yeah. great though. I, yeah. I, I I just watched that. Recently. Well, you have Audrey Hepburn, who's yeah. one of the most beautiful yeah. women to ever grace the and, screen, and that's right at the peak of her 
career. Harrison Ford and Bogey in the same movie. You can't be that. <laughs> well, Harrison I mean, Ford. if you think about like Harrison Ford, Han Solo and Indiana Jones are basically written as a Bogart kind of character. Right. And when you watch, there's a great scene in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark when it's kind of in the middle of the second act and uh, he's having drinks yeah. and, because Marion died. Right. And there's this tracking shot where they pull in on him with a ball of booze, and then Belloc comes up to him to speak to him. And it's the same exact shot from Casablanca when he is uh, lamenting the fact that uh, Lauren Bacall, not, not Lauren Bacall, the other guy who stars in uh, Casablanca, I'm blanking for a uh, moment. Claude Rains? No. Are we- no, the, the girl. Oh, oh, the girl. Oh, um, yeah, uh, Ingrid Ber- Bergman. Yeah, Ingrid Bergman. When she comes back into his life, he has this moment with the booze. And it's the same exact shot in Raiders of the Lark at, at Lost Ark as, uh, uh, you know, Casablanca. So, Buck, what are you into these days? Uh, well, I wanted your guys' advice, especially you, Todd. We're, we're, we're going to do one more. We're going to do one you, more around the around the thing. So, no, pick right, your best tell one. Me we're the ro- a little long. Tell me the rotation. Thank you. I'm sorry. We're getting a little long. All right. So, I'm going to do uh, one of them. I'm thinking of. You know I holler at people. Yeah. I've been hollering at chicks for a while. Yeah. And, uh, Are you getting any better, though? It's not working. So I'm thinking of changing up my holler. My holler, Quinn, was like, Chew! <laughs> like, that's what I would yell at them from across the street. Uh, and you learned that from Nesto, yeah. right? Yes. or ne- Nesto or Nesto at my job, he, he would, Chew! At chicks, and he would actually get a response. So yeah, I, th- th- was this the response? Uh, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, you know, you I know this is radio. I just flipped off. Yeah, just sorry. Just the finger. <laughs> anyway, so I'm thinking of changing it up. So my new line: See a chick from across the way, and Todd, I'd like you to respond as a female. <clears throat> yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Hey, girl. Hey, you with it? Are you with it? That's what you ask. Fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, no. Come on. You, you can't play it. Play it. Hey, answer affirmatively. Thank you. <laughs> hey. try, try one more time. Hey, you with it? I'm down, Buck. What you gonna do with it? Oh, I just blew my ear out. What you gonna do with it? <laughs> I'm gonna get with it. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, there you go. See, it's 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 right in itself right now. You're, so, oh, you're that's for what it, it or you're against it, huh? So, oh, that's what it is. You it's with it? Person. Yeah. I'm with it. Yeah. What you gonna do with it? See, I'm gonna get on it. That, and there you go. Get a genuine song in the background playing right there. Anyway, so I'm trying to I'm trying to switch up my game. I'm I'm thinking that'll work a little better. You yeah. responded well. I, you, yes, you I as a female respond. See how that was, Quinn. It was just natural. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, no, it's no, just very natural. So I'm I'm thinking of doing that. But Todd, you you worked on J Date things like that. Yes, I did. I'm gonna put myself out there in the interweb world as far as dating wise. I've never done that before. I realize. <clears throat> I think that. you I, should start online dating. I think <laughs> I should. Yeah. I think at this point I should. So I don't feel anything for any of the Christian mingle sites, uh, J date. I'm not Jewish, <laughs> but I do feel a certain thing. I want to try where blackpeoplemeet.com. Yeah, that's fine. I think I could be. You know, I, I don't know what it is. I think. I think. Sisters, sisters are attra- like you. Sisters yeah. are attracted to me. Right. I don't yeah. know. That's a vibe I'm putting out there. I don't mind that vibe. And you know what, Buck? I, I think here's the deal. For anybody out there on uh, dating sites. Yeah. And as somebody who worked in that world for that, three you, years. Yeah, yeah. you were in there. I know a lot about it. Yeah. Mm. I know the inner workings of the social mm. uh, dating sites. Yeah. And the big win is what you do yeah. is you read their profile. Because women love when you kind of engage and get close and you pick up on details like my wife loves when I even you know at this point she loves when I um, 
make special note of the small things she loves. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the details. Women love details. And mm. uh, so basically what you do is when you read their profiles, your first response to them should be something replying to yeah. what they're into or what they're talking about. Don't make it about you. Are you with it? Isn't necessarily going to work on black singles. So when the girl's like, you know what? I like to watch this these kind of movies. I like this kind of alcohol. Yeah. And then you respond, "Hey, baby doll," because you know women love when you say call them baby doll. <laughs> oh, okay. They love being infantilized. <laughs> and then and, and then you you roll in something like that. Huh. And then you, you you make a comment. And then also you got to have to have a good you know picture. Nothing with your car. Oh, you know, you don't want a picture of you standing next to your Malibu. No, that's not a good look. Just maybe Buck working, <laughs> Buck making a paycheck. Sisters love when a guy's out there making a buck. So I would say get out there, show a picture of you working whatever and job you're doing these I'm days. I'm sorry, I'm unemployed. Yeah, I know. I'm unemployed. I, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm my, un- my advice to Buck before we even started talking about this was uh, was to get the job and then then look for uh, for a lady. Get the money and then the pussy. Yeah, exactly. That's usually the order. That's the order order that things come in. Oh, it all boils down to Scarface. Exactly. <laughs> Quinn, what do you want to do? They don't get the power. Okay, well, um, this is this is kind of like along the lines of uh, of his Gandolfini thing. Um, well, in a sense, something, you know, older that okay. I've that I've kind of rediscovered. And this may be one of those like sort of like duh obvious, you know, things and like why is he even bothering mentioning this? But I'm really, really into the Beatles. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I, I know that that sounds ridiculous. I, You're talking you know, about you, just the Beatles in general, yeah. but no, listen. Like a couple years ago, remember when they re-released their entire catalog? Yeah, in mono and stereo. Yes. Well, I got the stereo box set and started listening to it with headphones. Yeah, well, and, the, the, the and, new stuff is really and it, good sounding. It honestly. Yeah. It felt like all these songs that I grew up with. It felt like I was hearing them for the first time. Like I, I like there was so there's so much detail, hmm. and I mean it was it was truly like almost a religious experience yeah. for me. So good, good. Huh. And, and it's weird coming off of because I I, I, I I got yeah. all this yeah. this stuff too. And I'm a guy like you go into my house and you'll find. Most of the records on vinyl. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. a hardcore Beatles nerd. Right. No, I got through all that and through. Yeah, stuff too. And um, we, you would sit, but though with these new versions, and you'd throw them on your iPod, mm-hmm. and you would hear different stuff. You'd hear Lennon yeah. taking a breath before his next line. Oh, you would so hear all incredible. the the small painting of the the colors by George Harrison. You know, you can and, hear his the fingers move on the frets of the guitar. I mean, mm. it's it's just. It's insane. I absolutely love it. So now, what's a what's a Beatles song that maybe the audience isn't that familiar with that you're like, oh my god, this is a Beatles track that you know every everybody knows, you know the big Beatles hits. But right. what's one that really gets you that like you're like, oh my god, why isn't this spoken about I, as much as she loves you? I have two. Um, I really love for no one. That's probably my all time favorite Beatles Off song. Off a revolver, yeah, yeah. Cried um, for no one. Uh, it, I mean, it's super, super depressing. Um, and actually, my other favorite Beatles song is super depressing. Um, She's leaving home. Yeah, it's I, I two love, McCartney tracks. I love, I love that song too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. the orchestration on that, on that, she's leaving yeah. home. I, you know, I've always found that one of my favorite Beatles songs, which I would put in my top five Beatles songs, but people don't don't talk about, would be "Dear Prudence" mm-hmm. off the White Album by Lennon. Yeah, sure. And uh, there, there's like you start off, and there's this nice finger picking guitar, and uh-huh. "Dear Prudence," you know, yeah. by Lennon. And then when the beat kicks in, Ringo 
drops a really nice beat. I actually I think Paul played drums on this track. And then Paul comes in with this bass and it's like boom 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 mm-hmm. boom boom. And every verse Paul plays a different bass line that's somewhat uh, close hmm. sounding, but wow. he's playing off different notes. He's just riffing it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Paul every time it's like every time he comes in he's playing something different which then offsets the vocal by Lennon. And then it comes to this big huge build where uh, Lennon plays lead on the end and and that's one of those songs that I'm like, why doesn't everybody love right. Dear? Because the White Album is my favorite album made that's, by anybody. That's great too, yeah. And uh, yeah, so I, I, I like I Will on the White Album and uh, and Julia, th- those two songs. Yeah. Oh, cool. And, and I Will, if you ever listen to I Will, you hear um, there's no bass line on it. Mm-hmm. It's McCartney going, yeah. do, do. Oh. And he's doing a vocal version of a bass line yeah. on it. Yeah. No way. When you start taking apart all mm-hmm. this, all the Beatles yeah. music, it, it, you can go forever right. in the brilliance, in the musicality yeah. of Paul McCartney. They can just sit with his mouth. Just, and see, and that's what's so great about these, this reissue is that you can actually hear all that stuff now. Yeah. Cool. See, I like the early, early shit. Like on the way over here, they played uh, You Can't Do That. Oh, you listen to Breakfast with the Beatles from Chris Carter. Yeah, every, yeah. every time I come over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but You Can't Do That. Do you remember oh, that? you can't do dude, that off a that's hard a day's night. That's a fucking dope ass song, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. Lennon's voice is so clear. That's and... an awesome track, and you know, one after nine oh nine. That's always one of my favorite ones. Oh, yeah. I like early, early Beatles. I do love the later mm-hmm. stuff, but I just like they were young and when they were young and tight. And I the, like them when and, they were young and tight. And Use the, as a soundbite, please. Yeah, yeah. Please. <laughs> <laughs> kind of dirty. And, we, and when they liked each other, you know? Right. Yeah. When, when they were getting along. You can hear that in the <laughs> yeah, music, I right. think. Because uh, especially you can't do that. I think it's kind of a live track, right? It, it sounds live anyway. Because I told do. you before. Oh, you can't do that. Yeah, it's so dope. Um, <laughs> All right, so I we we didn't get to everything, but uh, you know, long long show. One one thing real quick, redlettermedia.com. If anybody's into a film and film nerdery, uh, there's redlettermedia.com. There's a guy, Mr. Plinkett's Reviews, and he is he's one of the guys who really understands story structure and why movies work and why they don't work. And you want and they're, they're kind of comedically done, but he does a brilliant job of deconstructing the most recent wow. Star Wars films, the most recent Indiana Jones, Titanic, and wow. he takes them out from a, almost like a screenwriter's perspective as to why they work or don't work. Huh. And uh, their their film reviews are fantastic. Wow. Like, awesome. There's a lot of movies that I actually haven't seen because I've just watched the Red Letter Media Review. And I'm like, all right, I'll, I'm not going to go to the theater for that. But Also a movie called Blackfish about uh, the uh, pain of killer whales in captivity. And as an animal rights guy who is a big fan of um, uh, killer whales and stuff, I've talked many times on shows about how I love yeah. that. Film Blackfish is amazing. Any quick hits you guys want to get before we're out? No. Hey. <laughs> All right. Hit up hit uh, Quinn at uh, uh, my Riot t- Squirrel. Yeah, Riot Squirrel t- on Tumblr and Twitter. Yeah. Please don't hit me up on Twitter because I won't respond. Yeah. And Jesus Navarro, I'm sorry. I will hit you up soon. My bad. I will email you soon. At Todd A. Perry on Twitter, I'll always respond. And also join our Facebook page and uh, FarallPodcast.com Twitter page. Thank you, everybody, for coming out to the show. And uh, next show will be more comedically focused. Today, we just navel gaze, but love you guys, and uh, see you next week.